So have either of you had the uh, Chuck E. Cheese carryout menu advertised to you yet? God, it's so weird you mentioned Chuck E. Cheese, because just yesterday, uh, I was out and about grabbing some stuff we needed for the house, and mm. sure enough, Mandy pointed out the Chuck E. Cheese in our route. And she's like, you want some Chuck E. Cheese? I was like, hell no, that place is a fucking germ den normally. I, I just love you know, the I, I just love the idea of the Chuck E. Cheese carryout menu. You know... What else does Chuck E. Cheese have on its menu except for flat soda and pizza that might or might not legally not be pizza? Oh, so, God, and the pizza's bad. Yeah. And people that work there know it. I mean, so, nobody that works there is like, I am a great cook of pizza. No, they're, they're pulling that shit out of a freeze, pre-made shit out of a freezer, throwing it basically in a giant microwave and well, bringing it to your table. It's funny you mentioned that, so that's kind of your running theme through this, I think. So, one of the things I... So, I know someone that I thought was a good person until <laughs> I heard them, like, vehemently defend the quality of pizza at Chuck what? E. Cheese. Who? What? Why? And How? it was one of those ones where kind of like that conversation, I looked back on a variety of other conversations and it recontextualized their stance on just everything we'd ever talked about, and I'm like, oh no, you're actually a bad person! Oh, uh, their pizza, uh, there's an, I remember reading an article, and this was maybe a year, maybe a couple of years ago, that they were kind of caught, sort of, maybe combining two different pizzas to make I, a full uh, pizza. The, the scandal of it, them, like, stitching back together half-eaten pizzas yeah. is a known thing, yeah. Yeah. And, oh god, I, I sincerely hope that wasn't true, but it sure looked like it. I, we're not investigative journalists, I... No. Even if that's not, like, a common practice, I believe there was a Chuck E. Cheese out there with a manager that was like, no, 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 you just cut this part of the pizza away, drop it in with this piece of the pizza, throw it back in the oven for 30 seconds, and hey, it's another full pizza we don't have to shell out money for. Like, I, it's... I believe that happens in places that aren't Chuck E. Cheese. Like, oh yeah, there is a Domino's out there that put another pizza on top of a pizza and was like, "Here's your extra cheese, motherfucker." <laughs> if that has not happened, I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm just glad the Domino's near me is actually really fucking good because they're all franchised. So I mean, that that makes their quality, you know, varied from. One yep. to another, but Chuck E. Cheese's, I don't know if they're franchised or not. What I do know is they are universally, no one goes there for food. Like, no no one's going there for you the food. You go there no because like, you and Mommy are about to have a divorce. And you need to make Johnny's last birthday with you as a couple together memorable to blot out the next year of hateful fighting and turning your children against each other. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's basically just like, it, yeah, it is the easy kind of out for parents. They just like, who have, you know, if they have enough money or, you know, they, you know, pool money among themselves, they'll, you know, for a party or whoever, they're like, we get about an hour or two of not really having to look too much after our kids as much for a while. You know, they'll just, you know, we'll just let them beat up on the poor person in the Chucky costume. Which I was also informed of this: the people in the costume in Chuck E. Cheese are almost always are. I think are um, they like 
are all women. Yep. Like, it's all women that are in the costumes. Yep. That are in the costume as Chucky. I can tell you why. So, um, yeah, I know. I kind of know why, too. But, yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's basically become, yeah, no one goes there for the pizza. They go there for sort of babysitting in a festive atmosphere, at least festive for the kids, not so much for the adults. And, yeah, it's a real thing. Uh, yep, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese with the takeout menu. I mean, I guess it, it's keeping some people in work, and that's the best I can say about that. So, you don't understand, they're not just selling you stale pizza and flat soda. Do I get to take home a skee-ball machine? Are you want to tell me I can walk out of Chuck E. Cheese? With a skee-ball machine right now, so, that changes things. No, no, no. So, so what's happening is they're they're selling you an experience. They're making you feel like you're at <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. So when they deliver it at your door, your door no, no, is it's, kicked it's, open it's, by a bunch of small it's children. It's not delivery. I have to go into a Chuck E. Cheese still to get the carryaway Chuck E. Cheese menu. Even better, when you walk in, there are several small children in hazmat suits who will run around you and push you around. Right. So to capture that essence of a really busy uh, Chuck E. Cheese, if you will, um, there are also animatronic people, animatronic parents fighting off to the side at a table. Are they all Uh, named Karen? (laughs) There is a Karen among the mix. I don't know. Is she yelling at her son, Jason, not to take a dump in the ball pit? No, no, the parents fighting aren't named Karen. Let me Okay, gotcha, that. gotcha. The, the, the animatronic robot Karen is arguing with a manager animatronic uh, about the food not being delivered on time and how she can't use her expired coupon for a deal she clearly didn't sign up for in the first place. Sure, sure. So, and to wrap it all up, the, um, they've actually, it's an amazing advancement in Chuck E. Cheese technology. They've managed to capture the smell of just horrible staleness in the air and depression. I assume it's baked they into have that it. place, kind of like even nine generations from now when that place is like, I don't know, uh, 7-Eleven, it will still, you'll still walk in and be like, there was a Chuck E. Cheese here. But see, this is the advancement right. in, in technology, because I feel like the food scientist involved here, he captured that smell and that essence in a can. So when you take your food with you, you spray that in the air. They say it's a tote-unquote topping, but in reality, it really captures the essence of depression and stale air from an arcade. Uh, it's just like an, children. It's like a little Tupperware container of aerosol yes. downers. Yep. <laughs> so that way, you can feel depressed at home eating your pizza, and just remember why you're it was eating a bad Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Oh. You're going to feel depressed. Yeah, I'll just I'll just inject here, just for listeners that don't really know what Chuck E. Cheese is. It's what Five Nights at Freddy's is based around. But it's, real it's a, it's at a, a restaurant? Yeah, it's a real thing with animatronics of characters. And it's <gasps> in the say, big scare quote here, restaurant with the worst food imaginable. Because you're paying for, well, the animatronics, an arcade, and somebody also in a suit. That has the to only, take that has to take all the aggression and punishment from the kids. The only thing that's better about Five Nights at Freddy's as opposed to Chuck E. Cheese is at least at Five Nights you have the sweet embrace of death to make it so you don't have to come back the next day. But if you work there, you got to come back t- 
to all of that again. I, I have a very yeah. specific question for both of you now that may just kind of speak more about my childhood than I'm comfortable with. Uh, I, I'm assuming both of you went to a Chuck E. Cheese at one point while growing up, correct? Uh, yes. Yep. Was there a condom dispenser at the Chuck E. Cheese near you? What? Never saw it. So Not... there wasn't the one I grew up near. I was a kid. I didn't. When I was young enough to go there, uh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Sort no, of no. Thing. I only found out about this when I was at some kid's birthday party and the machine got busted open and they were using the condoms as balloons. Blech. And I, it was it was a fantastically complicated moment where just it has stuck with me to this day of why the fuck did a Chuck E. Cheese have a condom dispenser? Yeah, I don't have any. I don't even have a funny answer to that. Every day we shape our way Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 199. The false start has passed. This is the real intro. Uh, and yeah, here we are. 199. Uh, I am, of course, Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, and I'm joined today here with my cohorts, my internet partners in crime, uh, Henry, a.k.a. Kraken Zero, a.k.a. Nomad Har, and Charlie, a.k.a. Mordek Undivided. Good on, gents. I I'm Yo. still recovering from you trying to sync point an intro at the same time. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Oh, that was, uh, that was great. Professionalism! You've yeah. got to leave that in there somewhere. I, I I will add it to the thing I may or may not be working on for our 100th episode of just uh, the times I remember to pull something aside blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great for our 200th episode coming up next week, guys. You yeah. should tune in. I just say 100th episode. 200th Go to, episode. I, I, I know what you said. I'm not sure what I said. Oh. <laughs> Maybe one for the blooper reel. Yeah. Are we going to have a blooper reel for the uh, for next week? Probably not, because those are actually an amazing pain in the ass to put together. Ah. Yeah. Fair. Unless you've been keeping track of it all along. Yeah, I stopped keeping track of such things because I was spending about as much time, like, hand-selecting chunks of podcast intros for the, like, preamble podcast things we did every once in a while, as I was editing, where it's like, okay... I want to save this, but does it work out of context? Or does out of context make it funnier? And also, like, man, I have this, like, 30-gig file of just every podcast we've done in the last eight months. But, like, five-second yeah. snippets of it. <laughs> oh, well, yes, here we are. 199. We're, we're about to make it at 200, Mark. Yeah. And despite all of those horrible moments, like myself, uh, doing the, what I did, we're still here. We've held yeah. strong. Probably stronger than other. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, um, I guess, yeah, for those of you who don't know, next week is our 200th episode. We have some cool stuff planned. Charlie refuses to tell me any of it, so it's going to be part of an adventure, as far as I know. Wait, wait, what am I refusing to tell you? What's going on next week? You apparently have a lot of secrets for next week that I'm unaware of. Right, that's what I'm not telling. I, I, sorry, I have a hard time keeping track of what specifically I'm not telling you at any given point in time? So I just need some yeah. clarity. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's, it's, yes. And you haven't I'm even very talked about Alex's half-sister yet. Yeah. I, I, I told you that in confidence. No, no, your other half-sister you don't know about. 
Oh, okay. Fair enough. Quarter sister, if, technically? So if they fusion dance, is that a whole sister? Three quarters, <laughs> I think, at most. <laughs> Did they fuck up the fusion? Because last time I checked, two halves make a whole. Because well, I'm assuming, like, in the fusion dance, you wind up with a unique new thing. Yes, it's from the additive parts, but that's kind of like saying, if I just put the ingredients to cake next to each other, I'd wind up with cake. No, there's the added ingredient of the energy expended to cause the chemical reactions and also, like, properly combine said ingredients, which I feel in a fusion dance, like, makes up a solid quarter of what that final thing is, because by their powers combined, they're more powerful, and not just, like, we added the two power sources together because there's a multiplier to it because of magic of fusion dance, that you have to recognize at least that, like, yeah, it's technically 50-50, but, like, it's closer to, like, 33.3, 33.3, and then the remaining 33.3 repeating whatever nerd talk is kind of the, like, okay, this is the byproduct of what you get when you combine these two things together. Yeah, but, like, just to use your Captain Planet example, they take five elements and they combine them to make one Captain Planet. Like, I was like, oh, well, you know, you've got some leftover fire here. What happens to that? No, it's they com- they complete a whole. So right, but also like, have... but if you just put that... all five rings next to each other, you don't get Captain Planet. You have to invoke it, which is the energy expended to create the Captain Planet, the sixth ingredient, if you will. Well, I mean, it's like, all right, so the the kind of the most famous fusion dances with Goten and Trunks, who are both half Saiyan. It doesn't create a whole Saiyan when they fuse. Yeah, that, that, I'm pretty that, that, sure it just creates. A bigger, a more powerful half Saiyan, half human. I was prepared to be like, where are you going with this, you wrong person for most famous fusion? But because it supports my argument, I'm all for it on this one. Okay. Well, it just, it just creates another big, a more powerful half Saiyan, half yeah. human. <laughs> kind of like, I, I imagine it's more like genetics. Yeah. Like, Vegito is taller than Goku and Vegeta. That's yeah. not how height should average work. Yeah. Okay. okay. They're kind of added together. And Fair by enough. and by that same logic, um, not what's uh what's the Gogeta is shorter than Goku is, but taller than Goku, but taller than Vegeta. Where it's like, okay, that one's the average. Why is Vegeta taller? Like, is this like yeah. outlier randomness? Yeah, magic. It doesn't follow genetics. I think we can just say it's magic. It's magic. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I too like Dragon Ball. <laughs> We're hip. We like <laughs> we like hip cool things. I enjoy Naruto or Naruto. I and don't, all his fun. I am also cool and hip. I don't enjoy Naruto. <laughs> it's Naruto, okay? Believe it. Whatever weeb shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been too busy playing sports and meeting women to know what your <laughs> animu bullshit is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is what the uh, lockdown has done to us. Yep. Is oh, it? Anyway, here we are. <laughs> no, we've always been like this. We just yeah, don't have I'm... an excuse to let it be out and about it. But yes, here we are. Episode 199. Before we go too much into our Weeboo lives, um, we should talk about ourselves and some other stuff that's going on. Well, in Henry's case, that's just his Weeboo life. Yep. Well, there you go. Not the exaggerated Charlie Weeboo, 
the actual authentic, hi, I actually like anime. Too busy knowing what sports is. Yeah. But see, Henry knows sports. He's a wrestler. Yep. Wrestling is just anime for rednecks. Not an original thought. Whoa. Whoa. Charlie, you need to tone that back. (laughs) I need to talk to the HR department for this podcast. That was rude. No, it is. Uh, no, no, it is. And, and some of them. Henry, you're trying to help me here. Some of them fully, fully embrace that. Like so, some of the places fully embrace the fact. Some that of the best wrestling outfits out there are like leaning into the anime as hard as possible, and they're oh, better yeah. for it. Fucking New Day's Vegeta posing was great. Oh yeah, and the fact that one of their one of their outfits was straight up Vegeta. The, armor. The, what what Vegeta and company wore? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was these suits, the blue suits with like the yellow. Yeah, it was yeah. just straight up, and not like the good Vegeta one, the shoulder pad one from which when Vegeta was evil. Yes, and they're all three wore it. So, it yeah, was great, they, and there was yeah, a they, trombone for no reason. Oh yeah, because basically because he knows how to play the trombone. Yeah, and that's and, literally it. And allegedly, McMahon thought that was cool, which yeah. I'm okay with. Uh, well, you know, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's if you if you could make it be cool, it will be cool. That's kind of like a thing. But yeah, 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 fully lean into it. I mean, yeah, I I'm all about that. I mean, that's kind of basically what my own gimmick is yep. essentially too. So leaning leaning full on into that, but yeah. Um haven't been wrestling recently. Um, unfortunately, uh, and it won't be for a while. It looks like, <laughs> uh, with everything going on. Yeah, I mean, like the WWE just laid off a bunch of people, so mm, either furloughed or straight out just let them go. So that's a thing. If we can avoid the surreal image that was the audienceless uh, WrestleMania that happened a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, I'm kind of okay with that, but also. <laughs> Can that be how WrestleMania works from now on? Because truly the art form that is WrestleMania was elevated without a crowd there to, you know, pander to. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it was real weird. Yeah, but you know, they did a heck of a job. Yep. Seeing as how a lot of wrestling is playing off the crowd very specifically. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day we'll just put it in VR and have a virtual audience. So people can hold up 316 signs and uh, pictures of uh, pictures of random wrestlers and yeah. random people in a virtual crowd in VR because that's the future of VR. But as far as things I actually did, I did did actually watch anime. Is of course I did. The only service I am currently subscribe to is Crunchyroll, so I'm gonna use it. Uh, I watched Room Camp, which is the uh, spin-off of uh, Laid Back Camp. I also watched some Laid Back Camp as well. Room Camp being the nice little sort of round five to eight minute little episode vignettes, which are just as kind of nice and relaxing and they have lots of neat information about sort of uh, camping or the area, like Yamanashi and. We know, have talked Fuji about this stuff. show now three weeks in a row, and I'm still trying to figure out how to turn 
room camp into like camp two, camp harder, or something like that. I I I, I know it's in there somewhere, but I can't figure out a Fast and Furious, this unbelievably relaxing TV show's name. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm still watching that. I played a certain amount of video games. A so... nondescript amount, but less than some, but more than none. Yeah. So I played. Well, I played Destiny Two. I've been just kind of consistently playing that. You know, at least you know three or four times a week, I guess. Um. Yeah, I'm just working through the some of the exotic quests, and that's pretty much it. Nothing really exciting there. I didn't take part in the sort of Olympics thing that took place this week, yeah, because I didn't really care. I guess. Um, I played uh, Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap, the remake yeah. of the Sega Master System game. I played the Steam version because I don't have any modern consoles, and it's really an improvement massive improvement on the original and while and i'm not talking about the graphics the graphics are great the graphics are actually really good really nice hand-drawn like good looking kind of stylized characters really have a lot of personality to them. but also they did just a lot of sort of i would just say quality of life tweaks like the movement is less slippery it's still there's still momentum but it's a lot tighter. The uh, they took one mechanic out that was just stupid, which is this charm mechanic, where you have to have a certain amount of charm to have shops sell certain items to you. That's gone entirely. And there's also also like little tweaks in just the interface that make it a little easier. There's tweaks to the arm with the way the armor mechanics work, but the gameplay itself is almost, or the way the game is structured, has very little that isn't in the original. So it is a remake. They didn't add a whole lot of new, like new areas or anything like that. If you played through the original, then playing through the new one, you'll probably zip through it. But if you do, you'll miss a lot of these sort of smaller stuff and well, can nice you give an example, little things I guess? added. Is it more um, quality of life changes? Is it just like, hey, we found this hard edge and buffed it to be something more manageable. Well it's like little things like the 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 little the sort of pig guy that gives you your password usually uh, in the original now it's just sort of gives makes smart comments based on which form you're stuck in. Huh. Okay. So, so I mean that's a little that's the you know, that's just a little minor thing. But also, there's just like there's better signage on certain things on what happens if you do a thing. They change the mechanic on like the weaponry so that like previously, and this I don't believe you know if you're gonna play it, this isn't gonna be a big deal. But it's like if you get you don't have to have the thunder sword to do a special thing. You get an item called the thunder ring, which just allows any sword to do what the thunder sword used to do. So it's just there's so there's a lot of little tweaks like that, and I want to give away the armor mechanic because uh, I think that's worth people finding that out on their own because it's not it's it's I think it's fairly obvious because there's good clues to it, uh, like you know basically how the armor is described by the person selling it, 
yeah, there's. Uh, but the cool thing is, you can also press a button, uh, press some buttons, and go back to like the original graphics. So it'll basically, like, literally, like, press a button, it'll instantaneously replace everything with a sort of pixel-based graphics. Whereas the graphics for it, are like, are high-def. Like, they didn't, like, make a pixel remake. They made a high-def, really nice-looking remake, which I, which I really appreciate, because the, I know the compulsion of, you know, sort of nostalgia to do the 8-bit thing. But nope, they're just like, nope, we're making this look really beautiful and high def, and they did. So yeah, there's just a lot of nice little tweaks that they did. The movement is way better. It used to feel very much like ice physics would on anything. And now it's just, it's it, there's still momentum, but it's a lot easier to deal with now. You don't tend to slip off of edges nearly as often. But yeah, uh, but for the most part, the game is almost exactly, the uh, otherwise the game... The way the maps are is almost exactly the same, and what what the items and what items there are. So not a whole lot was added, but the makeover is nice, and I, I think it. Didn't, I I don't know how well it sold, but I think it was. The thing is, for its time, the game was very cool. Like it came out in the eight bit era, it allowed a lot of different mechanics because every different form that you take during the game has a different power to it, has a different set of abilities. Like, the you know, like, different ones can have different movement options, essentially, and different attack options, so... And then it's a hub, hub-based system, so there's a bigger world to explore, and different parts are unlocked according to which form you're in or what items you're carrying. So, yeah, there's... Yeah, I mean, that's a well-done remake, I'd say. I think it's kind of similar. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's just really neat. It's a really good remake. Uh, outside of that, I spent some hours playing tabletop sim with different people. That was fun. There's, as I mentioned before, there people have made so many like forms of games uh, on there. Like, you know, like the bigger style of like board games, like the deck builder type board games and such. And the, and yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's works pretty well. I mean, the people have obviously put a lot of time into the workshop content to make these games very easy to play. Uh, yeah, um, I played some more Slay the Spire. I it's just a game I like a lot. I mean, have you guys played Slay the Spire? I've yet? touched it. I, it's it's a deck building game, so I did, it's not for me. Uh, I've been, I play a lot of, I like checking out mods and stuff, so I played a new character the other day, which is really neat, very different, in that basically it's the gremlin mod, and instead of playing as one character, you play as five of the kind of small gremlin-like characters, each, but you're, basically the life you'd, amount of, like, hit points you'd normally get, which is 100, is now split among five characters, each having 20. And they the hit points raise and lower, like it or raise like if you get a max, it spread out among them evenly. Like if you get a like five HP max or whatever, a uh, maximum AP and uh, HP increase, it's spread out among them. But they each have their own individual powers, and some of the cards allow different ones to come to move forward or to just switch to the next one or switch to anyone in the group. 
And so it's a lot of tactical switching. There's like a shield gremlin that they can stack up a lot of defense pretty quickly if they're put forward. Mm. There's an attack one. There's a couple that are really good for attack. Like uh, one of them that just uh, does weakness on anybody they attack. Another one like every time you do any attack card, it does a random attack on somebody else. Uh, and so, yeah, the it's really cool. But it's like, they're all very, very vulnerable because they each only have like 20 hit points and they won't really have much more than that by the end. It's like, you're lucky if you have 22 apiece or 23 apiece. And yeah, so they could die really easily, like with one hit, like an enemy could end them really quickly with one hit, even in the early stages. So you have to be pretty smart about managing your group. Now you can bring them back so at the gen at the what's the rest areas that you can rest at if one of the, if one or more gremlins are missing you can take an option to everybody loses one maximum hit point but you bring somebody back so it does cost you mm-hmm. and seeing as how none of them have that many hit points to begin with I mean you you want to keep them alive I actually managed to get through it like I managed to beat one beat it with the group. And, uh, but it was like a lot of like n- very nervous switching between them to keep them alive, making sure I get a good deck built. The card deck, the new cards that they were made for this mod are really good. They're really cool. See, I've played some, um, I've definitely played some that were a lot trickier in, but, and really difficult to kind of get going, but I found this deck to be actually really good and really fitting for the characters because, some of the cards also have different, like, special extra abilities if you're using a different goblet. So that's all. But yeah, really cool mod. I really enjoyed it a lot. And I'll probably play a bit more with it because it was just kind of a lot of fun to play with a bunch of, like I said, a very, very different play style when you're trying to keep a bunch of very tiny characters alive rather than just, you know, one big character. So Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much my week. Just played some played some games, <laughs> playing board games which I hadn't done in a long time. But like so. digital board games. Yeah, which is, which is pretty cool that I have that option. Yeah, it is. All right, <laughs> who next? Cool. Um, I can go. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> what's the WoW report, we- Alex? <laughs> wow report um now's the time to buy 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 um no um so, unsubscribe uh, unsubscribe unsubscribe <laughs> no i mean if you want um we're close to the end of the expansion so <laughs> things are slowly winding down and most of the new stuff is mainly like uh what do you call it most of the new stuff is shadowlands things now will shadowlands finally fix things Shadowlands is looking really fucking good. Like, I feel like we've said this before. That's not just me being condescending. Well, it is. No, but... I know, I know. But it's there's like a few things mainly that like stand out when it comes to development, which I'll talk about during the news cycle. I have it, a section added there to Shadowlands. Oh god, the Shadowlands report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be confused with the Shadow Realm where we go sometimes. No, you get you get one shadow thing a week. You pick Shadowlands this week. 
<laughs> for example, next week we will bring in somebody from the Shadow Realm to join us for the podcast. Or can't just, stop me, Charlie. Or just the can't East Coast me. where he lives, but <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I've been kind of just working on getting some alts leveled up right now. Uh, as far as that goes, just because I want to make sure, like, so before I'm usually like, ah, I'll just go with the class I've stuck with, but now I have options. And usually the start of an expansion is a great time to get that set up. And considering some of the things that Blizzard is actually doing to help with getting characters leveled up, it's kind of a good thing right now. So, um, yeah, I heard like it's been a contentious week where like they had an XP boost and they got rid of the XP booster, and now the XP booster like got reinstated because people were just straight pissed. No, so the XP boost was set to expire tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last day. Okay. But they ultimately decided to extend it all the way to the Shadowlands prefab. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit. But it was more drama along the head. Oh, is that like newsworthy levels of contention? It's just, uh, not necessarily news levels of contention, but it's more along the lines that they're actually listening to the players. Okay. Which is why I'm wrapping it up in our that's kind of like a f- update. It's kind of like a first time it's actually happened in a while. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've uh, just been doing that. I've also been playing some more Smite recently, which I remember I, I used to play that a lot, and I haven't as much, so I've been playing a little bit more by a little bit by a little bit. Not a lot. Um, I still need to kick on Destiny. I just haven't, like, I haven't had the will to really launch it yet. It's downloaded and installed. I just haven't run it. This would be a very, so this this upcoming week, so not the Monday this goes up on, but starting Tuesday, the Guardian games arrive, it might be a very good game to get back into Destiny. It might not be, because we don't fucking know what the Guardian games are, but it could be a very cool time to be playing again. Yeah, that is this week, not last week. Yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. so just kind of doing that, uh, I am kind of starting to put together the game room a little bit. Uh, I bought some LED strips because so the way the the room that I'm in right now, there's actually no light fixture in it, but it has two outlets that are controlled by the switch. Yep. So I have two like floor lamps set up right now, but the floor lamps don't really do well when it comes to streaming because I have one of them right behind me, and having a bright <laughs> light right behind you is not good for the camera. So um, what I did was I bought these LED uh, light strips that hook into the outlet, but also you can go and kind of set light around the room. Yeah. And they're relatively bright, which would be nice for this room because it's relatively small anyway. Um, and I'm just going to run them along the ceiling and use that as my... If you get like, the right controller, you can, like, program in light shows that you can run off your computer. Just uh, saying. Yeah, this has an app for it, but <clears throat> nothing too fancy. I'm mainly going to have it between, like, white light and switching it to, like, the purple that matches my Oh, keyboard. I think you should do something whenever you, like, uh, level up in WoW or the equivalent of when you're at max level. Like, just the lights go fucking crazy for a split second. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, for the time being, that is uh, not doing a lot, really. This is just kind of what I've been up to. I, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, every Sunday now um, in the evening, we're, we are doing this thing with uh, Mandy's family where we all get on Zoom and play uh, Jack Jackbox games. So Ooh. that's actually been kind of fun. You don't even need the Zoom, really, in that case. Well, you do in order to it watch helps, the It helps, yes. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, other than that, it, it was... Um, it was... It, that's actually been pretty fun. So 
looking forward to um looking forward to doing that this uh tonight so but yeah other than that that is pretty much it i don't have a lot <laughs> it's kind of hard to have a lot these days in some ways mm-hmm. yeah i so I, I spent most of this week grappling with a sentence jen said shortly after last week's podcast i still haven't quite come to terms with the last oh. movie i saw in theaters was the sonic movie <laughs> Same, actually. Which might mean the last movie I saw in theaters, period, is the Sonic movie. I have seen some reports of, like, theaters closing down already. I'm talking more from the angle of, like, even when we can go back to theaters, I don't see a lot of movies, and there's gotta be a real weird mental mind game of, like, is it actually worth seeing this in theaters, or can you wait like you do for 80% of all movies anyway? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, not to be overly dramatic, but part of me definitely like looks at this whole situation and goes, I don't know if I'll ever actually go back to a movie theater. I really don't, because they're expensive. And yeah, my priorities have changed potentially. But mm. in less apocalyptic musings, I guess I, I finally got around to watching the Netflix Castlevania. It's really good. Not surprising anyone who's like been following it the last couple years it's a good version of castlevania it's got a good dracula you know it's funny because i kind of didn't like it very much i watched the first couple episodes and it just didn't draw me in uh it's the the first season is weird because it's only six episodes and i it, it very much has the feeling of yo we want to see if we can get people into this or not like it, <sighs> It's a shitty thing to say, but, like, the last couple episodes of that have all the cool fights in it, and the fights are really fucking cool. Like, Yeah, I guess I didn't get to that, because, like I said, the first two episodes is just, like, gore and blood for no, like, which I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you didn't even necessarily get to Trevor Belmont, really. Like, he's stumbling around being an idiot. Like, you've not seen him whip out the whip and be like, yo, I'm actually really good at this shit. Yeah, fair enough, but I mean, like, uh, maybe I'll go back to it sometime, but the story just was just kind of like, like, uh, okay, I mean, it's 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 Castlevania's story. And it is, it I think it does a very good job, like, and this is the problem, like, it's, I, I honestly wish I could say start at season two, because the first six episodes, which are the first season, are kind of, okay, this is like a proof of concept or something, and then season mm. two happens, and the number of characters that you, like, have to know the names of and stuff triples. Dracula, like, has a personality aside for, yo, I'm Dracula, bitches. Like, the motivations get cranked through the roof. Like, they dive back into Dracula's wife. They they do a much better job of explaining why Dracula's just, like, I'm going to murder the worlds of human. And also, like, why maybe not every vampire is necessarily on board with yo Dracula's going to murder every human and stuff like that like it's the show has some depth but it doesn't happen until the second season but also like the last two episodes of the first season are like these are the good episodes why some shit happens like Trevor Belmont just like casually explaining how to kill demons while killing demons is real cool yeah 
Uh, I, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe I didn't give enough of a chance. Oh, I, it's like... I, I completely get it, though, too. Like, the first couple episodes don't act as a great introduction to the show's thesis, and there's a lot of questions in the first six episodes. It's The structuring of the seasons is weird, because the second season is a full battery of episodes. The first season is literally just six episodes, which part of me is almost like, you could have put this into, like, an OVA or something, and it would have been less jarring. Yeah, it's just kind of, like I said, it, it's real slow. Like, the first episode is just, just excruciatingly slow. Yeah. It just feel, it really felt like it was dragging. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, God, and, like, you didn't make it to the Garg, to the, um, uh, the, not Gargoyle, the Cyclops, if you only watched the first two episodes. Nope. Yeah, like, I mean, I... The, the Cyclops is where that show clicked for me. It's like, oh, shit, the action on this show is good. Got it. That's what the show's going for. Yeah, because the first two episodes, first two episodes, is like, I don't know what this show is. It's it seems so far, it's a lot of people talking and then just a whole lot of gore, and that's it. It, it has the dot hack sign weirdness of the payoffs, where it's like, man, we only have so much budget, so we're gonna have multiple episodes where we just skimp on that budget by having people talk. And then we put all that budget into these crazy fight scenes that we've been saving. And it's definitely a pace that's not agree with everyone. But Kind of like, like Dragon Ball? Kind of. I guess, like, where Dragon Ball fights are long, the Castlevania ones are appropriately short. Like, it's... Yeah. It falls in the category of, like, if... To beat a big boss in Castlevania, the franchise, the video game probably takes a few minutes. But, like... In reality, that probably that fight probably took like a minute tops, if not seconds. Like you're just kind of playing it out in conceivable human time and not like badass reality time. And that's how the fights in the show feel. Like they have that JoJo vibe to them, where there's no like bullshit. It's like no, no. Here's the explanation of why this works. Here's like, oh, he made the whip arc. Yeah. We had an we had an establishing shot of him like doing weird like whip shit, like grabbing a part of the whip to make the tra- to make the trajectory change on it kind of thing, and like very deliberately being like, okay, I'm doing a thing now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I, I can dig that because, yeah. um, and if the show gets actually smart after this at the second season, I mean, yeah, I can- I, it's. Like, the fact there's a whole vampire court with their own set of motivations, like, it, as far as video game villains go, like, I think, like, if you actually understand Dracula from Castlevania, he's a hell of a villain, because he's not, in a lot of ways, completely a villain. And the way the show kind of addresses the history of Castlevania, because it's about Trevor Belmont, it's not about Leon, it's like, it's, it's one of the last Belmonts, essentially. I, it, it ties all of the, like, it's like, no, no, yeah, Leon exists in this world's franchise, in this world's history, he's the guy that brought them over from France to Wallachia, the made-up country this shit takes place in. Um, and, there's a lot of later Belmonts. No, but, like, all the other later Belmonts have all existed in Wallachia, and, like, have been up to stuff, and, like, have been doing shit. Like, uh, well, I was just saying, like, Richter comes af- way after Trevor. Yeah, like, I, it's... I mean, Trevor, Simon, and then some others, and Richter, and Julius Belmont, yeah. and, like, some of the well, very and, and, and they ones. set the stage for how you get to them. 
like it's because the Trevor Belmont, the Trevor Belmont story is like it's a return to being a Belmont in some ways, and the show mm. doesn't dive into that concept of the second season in a meaningful way. It also starts playing up the aspects of like by the end of the first season, you have magic, you have magician Belmont, and like other for fighting styles, and the fighting styles are very different. Hmm. Yeah. The, the first season ends with, like, major fan service, and you're like, oh, okay, we got to that way sooner than I thought we were going to. Neat. I'm okay with this character becoming an obvious, like, third main character. But beyond shows that have been out for, depending on how you measure time, like, four years or a couple months for the latest season, um... I've been playing two video games, nothing super new, one kind of new. I I have dived hard into Dead by Daylight. I, it's it will it's always a great game. It is a great game. I will never love it in some ways as much as I love Death Garden because Death Garden has the dumb parkour system, but I got to give it points for I am really understanding now just how bad the balance in Death Garden was because I enjoy playing both Survivor and Killer in Dead by Daylight. You it could is not... remarkably well-balanced. Yeah, you could not get me to pick up uh, Hunter and Death Garden by the end. Like it's, It was such a precision-y-based thing where I'm like, I kind of want to play this with an aimbot. Like, an aimbot would feel balanced, and that's a shitty thing to think of in that game kind of thing. It's... I, I still have not found the killer I like to play as. I suspect I'll have to buy one to truly find that killer I like. I'm, I'm having some fun with Huntress. I'm having some fun with uh, Hillbilly, but I no one's my favorite one yet. I, I'm following the guides for which of the survivors to play through first because the survivors do seem to stack better and they're a little bit more similar, I guess, than the killers are by their well, very nature. Mm, to a certain extent, I mean, they're they don't they don't really start with their base abilities sure. necessarily, and not all of them anyway. You know, not all of their what their what what their sort of associated abilities are. But yeah, know, I, I, mean, I started with Dwight, where people like just like play Dwight. Do you understand the game? Then swap to Claudette, so you can get that self mend thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've done too. That's the guide I'm following. They're just like it's like after that you can kind of pick who you think looks cool, but bond and self mend are maybe not as important as they used to be, but still very important. Oh yeah, especially if you're if you're still early in the game and starting out, it's like yeah, you'll end up using self mend a lot. Yep, because one of the things you do find out is is like not necessarily not always being together isn't always being together isn't always good and being able to self mend yeah especially if you're good at at kobeing the killer like for long periods of time which you get good at the game you can lead a killer around in a circle for a remarkable amount of time yeah before they manage to hit you so and then being able and knowing kind of at least to a certain extent how to get away from a killer or at least get them off of your tail. It's yeah, it's 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 such a well balanced game, which is extraordinary considering how differently all the killers play, and it is massively different. And like Legion has such a crazy play style. Um, I've seen people play Clown to great effect. 
Clown can be very confounding because he's good at very good on the chase. Um as is Legion. But yeah. Dead by daylight, man. Like yeah. what So yeah, you said you're just kinda of going with the working through Dwight and Claudette. Yeah, I like Claudette. Uh, it's it's very weird having played uh, Death Garden before Dead by Daylight because there are definitely moments where I'm like, just run up the goddamn wall, Dwight! All right, you don't do that in this game. <laughs> Where's my jump button, Claudette? All right, you don't do that in this game. I uh, it's there's definitely a toxicity problem in that game. No one will kind of say that it doesn't, but it's as much as I love Death Garden, like I wish that was the two of the ones that survived. I totally get why it didn't, because picking up Hunter in that game is brutal. Like, my first game as a killer, I still got three hooks. Like, it's, I'm not saying that's not, like, I'm not good at video games, but, like, it's, there's a balance to how that game works that, like, what I love about Death Garden, which is the survivor mobility, completely makes balancing that game almost impossible. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it was a great experiment, and I'd like to see something like it again. Definitely, but the just the asymmetrical PvP that's just hard. And like I said, I am truly astounded that they've been able to put out this many killers and survivors, and the game still feels pretty balanced. Yeah, like it's and, not favoring survivors or killers. Yeah, and I'm not saying like there aren't like broken characters or things that aren't balanced. I'm like the, a game of versus will always have problems, kind of thing. But, like, just how powerful the ability to jump over a pallet does in a chase versus in Death Garden, where it's like, I'm gonna be up this tower now, and you'd better know to look up kind of thing. Like, just, like, some of the weird shit you could do in that game that made being a hunter just maddening. And, like, at the same time, as a new killer in Dead by Daylight, I have still managed to just fuck up some trolls' days where, like, I, I had someone that like forgot I was playing Huntress and was teabagging by the exit, so I pegged them with the with the axe from way out and downed them, and then took them to a hook. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I'm new to this game, and that felt really good because you're an asshole who should yeah. not be at my rank for this being my second time playing killer. But yeah, I mean that's it's a uh, yeah. There's there's so much to the game. I mean, I will say that there are some. You'll see people starting to take some of the perks more often than others for both. Oh yeah, I've survivor. been on the subreddit for long enough to know that like um, Noe Noad or like Mori no or bullshit. No one, no one, no one escapes death. Yeah, almost every killer will take it if they as soon as they can. That's the instant. That's no, the you can kill by yourself one, right? Yeah, after the uh, an exit is open, or no, after all the after everything's uh, enough things have been done where the uh, enough of the rigs have been fixed where the exit opens the generators have been done then you can down people with yeah. one hit and oh wow that can be powerful it's like there are good counteractives to that too yeah and i i, I like, look for at instance that. one character has ability to where he can't be downed like he, he or he's just harder to down yeah. with his perk on and there's other things like he also has a thing where you could do an instant dash, which makes you invincible for a few moments. And yeah, see, yeah. I go the opposite direction, which is once all the generators are up, I should be able to one hit down you. Like 
I, I get why I can't do that normally, but like the the power shift that happens then is so significant that Luce has a new killer. I'm like, you know, a more powerful swing sure would be cool right now. But yeah, you can totally get that. I no. mean, and you can have that normally if you just have Michael Myers. Yeah. On his when you when you go up into his third tier. Yeah. Yeah, he, he not, gets insta down as well. I'm trying very hard not to spend money on that game yet until I have a better grasp of it. Like, I, yeah, I'm very much a person. Idea. Like, I look at that and go, I would just buy Scream and never play as anyone but Scream again, wouldn't I? Or, sorry, Ghostface. And I'm like, Ghostface is pretty good. Yeah, well, then, but it's also like it's the it, it is he is my favorite of the horror villain characters mm. you can play as in that game. Where I'm like, no, I would just play as Ghostface. Like, it, it's like. You're lacking perks, yeah, but they're not Ghostface. Yeah, but yeah, he he Ghostface has some pretty good abilities. Like the fact that uh, yeah, it, yeah, he has some pretty good abilities. Yeah, I I I have to say I like the Saw character, who is a character from the franchise. Pig, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember. Pig. Her. Um, no, I mean basically it was it's not the Jigsaw. It's the it's disciple. His protege. Yeah. It's his protege yeah. from the movies. And she can duck and basically hide her terror radius. And that can be real powerful. Yeah, it's... I will eventually start buying stuff in the game. For now, I'm still trying to get a handle of things. Like, oh, yeah. I did a hard 180 where I'm like, man, I hate Huntress. Oh, you can charge her throw move? I love Huntress now! Oh, yeah. Yeah, her, if you... Yeah, you could... You can thread the needle with those axes, Yeah, th too. that is the... Holy crap. Aiming them initially is kind of hard until you realize just how fucking huge the hit radius on those things are for people. And they can also, they can also fit through some fairly small Oh, yeah, small no, that's cracks. why I said for people. Like, for people, that's a huge hit radius for them. For hitting yeah. things in the way, it's a fucking laser beam. Yeah. So yeah, it's re it can be really good. Huntress is yeah, I, I, I'm having Huntress a lot of fun, fun with that game. I, I'm surprised they they added Ghostface. When are they adding the rest of the Wu Tang Clan? I <laughs> uh the, the other Ghostface. Um, okay, calling him Ghostface Killo won't help figure that one out because <laughs> that's who that that's who Ghostface <laughs> was. Uh, like the guy from Scream. Just the, those who are unclear are clear now. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of prefer the idea of Ghostface from the Wu Tang. I have played a guy who a changed his uh, gamer tag to Killa and played as Ghostface Killa. <laughs> so whenever it showed up in the thing, it was Ghostface Killa, and I'm like, I appreciate the dedication to this bit, sir. You are a gentleman. <laughs> you know, there already was a Wu Tang game. Yeah, the Fist of oh, Shaolin. Yeah. Yep. There's Good also Def Jam. Uh... Yep. Battle for New York, whatever. Death yep. Game Vendetta. Yeah. Which, by the way, super fucking underrated fighting game. Oh, yeah, no. It, it yeah. deserves its own FGC scene in its own weird way, except for the fact that it's a nightmare and should in no way deserves an FGC scene. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, did, did everybody go over their weekend? Oh, no, I got one more game to talk about still that I'm surprised I'm not playing more of. Oh, mm. no. So, I've... Depending how you mark time, and I can fight with people about this, about what it means to actually release versus not, uh, PSO2 is officially available on Xbox now. Mm. Following its, like, month-long early access beta, you can play Fantasy Star Online 2 
officially on the Xbox One right now. So much oh. so that I am currently sitting in my living room looking at my Xbox One partially hooked up to my TV. The reason it's taken me this long to, like, go hog wild on that is I still can't figure out if that game's going to have cross-save because I don't want to play this thing long-term on my Xbox because I don't want my Xbox hooked up for that long. Mm. And the PC version starts, like, next month or something. But also, it's wasting time, and, like, and this is where you can get into kind of knife fights with people about whether that game is launched, because you have been able to technically play the full version of it through the Xbox Early Access program since, like, March? And that's when a lot of people thought that game came out, but, like, Wednesday of this previous week, so I think that was, like, what, the 15th or something? All of the free-to-play bullshit stuff launched live in the store. Like, you can actually buy different stuff for the game now. So you can have mm-hmm. five people where it's like, the game's been out for months, or a month. It hasn't been, actually. I've been able to play it. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's been out. Like, I still can't believe it's, it's you know, it's like a two-year-old game, and we're just Seven-year-old game. It. Sorry, seven? It's that old? It's that yeah. old. I keep forgetting how, how actually old that game yeah. is. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. I can't believe that we're only just now getting it. It's kind of maddening, really. I, it's it is a choice, I guess, and like it is definitely weird. Where, like it's technically a new release in the U.S., and I'm like, I really want to play this game, but also it's a fucking seven year old game. But I also think it's about to fuck the U.S. MMO kind of world sideways because it's a really fucking good game. Yeah, I really want to play it. I mean, I I like the action style MMOs, anyways. That's why I play Terra. Yeah, it's literally a reason why Terra is the oh, only MMO I've been playing. It is the so, MMO yeah. I love because it's like intended for controllers out of the box. Like it's yeah, I guess you can play this on a, on a, a keyboard. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I still go back and play the original Fantasy Star Online on shard servers yeah. every so often. Like, that's a real thing that I do. Oh, yeah, no. I, so, it, and I am amazed that I'm, like, at this podcast right now, not playing Fantasy Star Online in some ways, but also, like, it's, it's literally no more complicated than, can someone please tell me if I'll have cross-save? Well, you'll have cross-play. Yep. I know I'll have cross-play. Do I have cross-save? Because I don't want to put, like, a thousand hours into this game and then have it launch on PC, and then have to put another thousand hours to get back to where the fuck I was. Well, it's part yep. of your Xbox account. That doesn't help. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, Gears 5 was, yeah, but also, like, Gears 5 was made by Microsoft. Well, it's cross-save other places. Is it? Is it actually? Prove it to me. I mean, it took Destiny 2 a good while to get also like seven years yeah yeah five years yeah yeah. so yeah i mean that's the thing i mean yeah i mean that's you don't want to sink so much time into a game and then not be able to play it on your other yeah like it's it's one of those ones where my plan is to play this on pc ultimately like it's yeah as much as i look at that cyberpunk 20 or uh, 2021 or 2077 whatever the fuck that game's name is the new cyberpunk game is an xbox 360 coming or an xbox one coming out that looks fucking badass as much as i look at that and go yeah i would buy that shit if i don't own an xbox i own an xbox it is massive like i'm trying to find a place to put this 
in my kind of like refugee style entertainment console and it is big enough it's like oh no the, it, it does it takes up way too much space the ps4 is a big console the xbox one at launch was a dumb console i i, I do not know who let this like it is giving me flashbacks to trying to find a place for my original Xbox where it's like, well, I have this shelf that plays video games. Oh, it's a shelf for consoles? No, no. It's a thing the size of a shelf that plays video games. It takes up more space than my modem, my router, and my Switch 2 combined. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's what I've been up to. That's, yeah. Video games. Vigia Games. Vigia Games. I'm excited for that Guardians game, for those Guardian games coming out next week. I'm really excited. The shit talking between the different player classes has been just fantastic. <laughs> Nothing like some good old fashioned shit posting about fake Olympics. No warlock. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah. You're intellectuals. You're not sportsmen. Oh, so you have to be dumb to be a sportsman? We're Is not Titans. Flying here, Charlie? We're not Titans. Oh, oh! Very hunter-like quality for you to be overconfident. Yeah, our robot <laughs> man was confident. Look what happened to him. He died a badass. Uh, he died. Can't compete when you're dead, Charlie. No one can. You, you're kind of ahead of everyone at that point too. You're you're done competing. You won. Compete ever. Speaking of competing, our news. It's time for news. <laughs> it's time for news. <laughs> well, I'm going to use that as a fantastic transition because uh, we had a fantastic heated gamer moment this week. Oh, God. What? I, so oh, I remember that NASCAR is doing like live streams of people racing in that game. What? Uh, no. Uh, okay, so. We, we talked NASCAR about that last week. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I don't. Re- I wow, I don't remember that. But yes, go on. Well, in <laughs> case you're not paying attention the same way Alex isn't apparently, because wow, you're even on this podcast. Like you, you weighed in on this. Wow, that, that, this is some, this is some unsettling well, disconnect. So uh, NASCAR is hosting kind of streamed Indy 500 equivalents, where using the video game and actual NASCAR drivers driving it. Uh, last week we talked about someone just fucking rage quitting out of a tournament in nascar this week uh one kyle larson had a uh fantastic heated gamer moment live on stream forgetting that every fucking person on headset could hear him yep uh yep he he said the n-word it's not implied with hated with a heated gamer moment at this point yep and he said it at somebody yep and st- Ilzov Sabati on his own team, yep. by the way. And then everybody else on there was like, yo, you're, you're voice chatting with everybody. And everybody heard that. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you? But, you know, it's like, every, every, basically everybody associated with him is like, yep, you're fired, or we're breaking off all ties with you. So... <laughs> He's pretty much lost everything for it. But it just makes me wonder how much more often this happens. This hot... its a, We're only getting it now because we have hot mics. Oh, yeah. So, 
Yeah. It, it's always the one where, it, the, the takeaway I always have is like the comfort with which some people say it. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not gracing over this. No. Yeah, it's... <sighs> yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more, or hearing a lot more of this. Well, now that real sports are esports, oh, yeah. Now that hot mics are a thing now, yeah. NASCAR isn't racist. So far, NASCAR has proven itself to be racist. Yep. Oh, NASCAR. I don't know why. I still don't know why anybody likes you. Because the cars go left and they go fast, Henry. Yep. Yep. Whatever. Goodbye. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Speaking of just kind of equally bizarre esports news, um... Riot Games tried to force a uh, Major League of Legends player named, uh, what's it, Joe, uh, uh, Jao Corona to change his name because of the coronavirus. And, but the problem is, is like, Corona's literally his last name. Yeah. Because that that's the last name that people have. Yeah. It, uh, this isn't a gamertag situation. This is them being like, we think you'd be more marketable if you had a legally different name. No, no, it was it was a oh. situation where he's not a pro player or anything. He's just a player. Fair. And it was like he got caught up in the system that's automatic. You know, they put in a banned word, and it just auto-bans people who have that as their username. Um, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> Sorry, the amount of coverage of this got, I thought it was... I assumed it was a pro player. No, no. I don't think he's... I don't think, yeah, as far as I know, he's not a pro player or anything. He's just like, it just blew up on Reddit. So that's Fair. kind of why we know about it. But it's like, yeah, that's that's just his last name. Because Corona just means ground in in, in Spanish. That's, that's it. And it's also a fairly common surname. So, yeah. But at least it seems like they've been like, yeah, we we should rescind that. That's maybe that wasn't a great to... move on our part. Yeah, I mean, and I get why they're banning some names with Corona in it, but this is clearly like this is literally just his his surname. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's his legal surname. So yeah, I mean, there are way better options out there for a last name. You could change your name to Four Twenty Blaze it. Yeah. I do feel bad for the people named Samuel COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that incredibly bad joke. No, no. Own it, Charlie. Fair. Let's move on to a better joke then. Fallout 76. (laughs) The joke that keeps on giving. Fallout 76! Um, The game is not a complete dumpster fire this week. We will fully admit to that. But also we're going to bring up the fact that uh, the, uh, the... the Wastelanders update has come. The game is on Steam. It's not as on fire as we fully expected it to be, which we're happy for. We're, we, as much as we enjoy dancing around the fire that is Fallout 76, just cackling wildly going, this will get the listeners to listen! <laughs> we, we, we also wish that game would do well, and it seems to have had an okay week. So long as you ignore the fact that the NPC system kind of causes evictions in that game, and also that the NPCs break a fundamental aspect of the game, which is that they're nuclear bomb-proof. Yeah, they can't be killed. Uh, So, what does that kind of weirdly confusing sentence mean? Well, 
you did more research on this than I did, Henry. Like, do the NPCs spawn in specific locations, or do you assign them to things which can then hypothetically displace people that have set up camps in certain regions? Um, it's just they're 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 assigned to certain areas. Yeah. Like they, so, essentially, they're building new kind of buildings or something for them, and to do so, they have to evict current players, and they and they announced it. So there are no now some no build websites, but unfortunately people have been building there as it is. So that just means they get kicked out. They have all this stuff they've they have spent literal months dealing with. They'd have to completely rebuild. Well, and it's not like it's like some weird obscure location. It's the like, oh, this would make Hub a areas. ton of sense to put a thing here. Oh, they yeah. did shit. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I was just like, somebody's like, yeah, I've been, you know, I've played this game for like a thousand hours, and I've been working on this place forever, and you're just gonna uproot it. Virtual gentrification, brought to you by Fallout 76. Thanks, idiots. What yeah. other class warfare aspects does that game have yet to go through before it's just like a, the history of that thing? is like, we had the race wars... We had the gentrification problem. Yeah. You know, we had the uh, you know, money class thing with the Fallout First stuff. And yeah. 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 Good job on bringing the worst parts of real life into your video game. You know, for those of us that enjoy escapism, thanks for bringing the really terrible things about living in reality. To your video game. May I recommend playing Dead for Daylight for escapism? On one hand, you're running from other people. On the other hand, you're murdering other people. So you can take your mm -hmm. frustrations, but also practice avoiding people. Mm hmm <laughs> Social distancing. That game's all about That's... social distancing. <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 definitely is social distancing, because I stay away the f I stay the fuck away as much as I can. <laughs> so, good job. That's some real hot takes there, Alex. Yep. <laughs> How can I say something so controversial, yet so brave? Yeah. Mm. What's so brave, yet so controversial, but yeah, the, the meaning is still there. <laughs> yep. uh, speaking of so brave, yet so controversial, uh, the ESRB will now tell you if a game contains loot boxes. Now considered an ESRB rating aspect. Which is good. It's not good clear job. if you can have a... So, the one takeaway I had from this, though, is, like, can I have an E-rated game with the loot box tag on it, or no? It seems like that's, yeah, I don't I think assume so, which I, that I actually disagree with some, but that's a separate topic. Yeah, I'm not, well, it, it did make that clear if, yeah, they have to list it now, but if that would have any effect on the evaluation of the rating itself, so yeah. we don't have any news on that. Okay, yeah, I only bring that up because there are certain ESRB ratings that, like, if you have this, you're guaranteed to be of, like, X game rating or higher kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think, like, Blood requires you to be an R-rated game, or not R, like, an M-rated game, technically. Like, regardless of how it's used, it forces you into that category almost automatically. Yeah, in the Mature. Yeah. MA for Mature, I think. Yeah, I think, like, Surgeon Simulator is technically Mature based off that metric, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of mature, who here remembers Crisis? I remember it breaking computers. Oh, yeah. 
like breaking the crap out of computers. It was like the badass test for a computer. That's how fucking broken it was. Yeah. It was designed for computer parts that didn't exist at the time and period of time it came out. Mm-hmm. Well, they are remastering Crisis. You know, beloved Crisis. Yep. Everybody loves it. The memes are back, boys. Are they? Yeah. All the all the big old, well, can it run Crisis at full, at ultra quality? Well, it that should be able to because it's remastering, and... Arguably, there's a more important takeaway from this, which now, and and I don't mean this as a slight against the master PC race players out there, but Crisis is coming to the Switch, which means which, that the Switch is now, by ergo of the Crisis test, one of, if not the most powerful gaming PCs out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> or else it's, you're just going to find an awful lot of melted Switches from this. That feels like the appropriate reaction to have, in all honesty. Like, <laughs> if this thing's not causing switches to like, explode in people's hands, is it really crisis? Yep. I'm inclined uh, to agree. Yeah. For those not clear why we're making fun of this game, despite being, like, just a game, uh, back in, God, what was it, 2008, 2006? Is that how far back Crisis came out? Something like that. It, it was a game that actively would destroy computers. Like, having a computer that you could run Crisis on at low settings was, like, a mad PC gamer flex. Yeah, it was no, it's, it's been known for, for doing, like, you know, extreme testing. That you would just run Crisis for a, uh, for a stress test on a system. All it takes. And like the game was so janky that even after Crisis Two came out, which like had the same kind of craziness to it, but like was better optimized, people mm. still use normal Crisis as the stress tester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that came out a big fan community though too. Like I, I know it's not like we're knocking it, but like at, at the time that game had a bunch of stuff that nothing else at the time had. It was a you you yeah. play as a guy in a super soldier suit doing kind of sandboxy things. It seemed real cool. I know I that's not true. I had a computer with a RAM box that could play it for about ten minutes before it was just like no. <laughs> but yeah, to put in perspective, Crisis like Crisis comes from the era of RAM boxes and like I legit I legitimately had like a fucking a RAM box the size of a kids lunchbox that I built specifically just to run Crisis once to be like, ha ha! I also can do this! Oh god, things are melting. That's enough of that dumbness, though. Uh, we're kind of on the, while we're peripherally on the topic of the Switch, uh, if you tried to buy a Switch lately, you may have noticed a real shortage of that going on. Turns out it might be, uh, because of some, uh, COVID-19 profiteering. Uh, so it appears yep. that there's been a real, there's a giant reseller market for that. If you've been on eBay lately, you probably have noticed this already. This is not news. I did not realize how much of an issue this was, so I had several friends go, yeah, I've been trying to buy a Switch lately. There are none available. Like, even from all the, like, the peripheral websites? Yeah, like, none available. Like, from Newegg, even? Yeah. But I can buy one for, like, a thousand bucks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why this, of all the consoles, why the Switch? Animal Crossing. Yeah, but you also had like 
other games come out. No, I really nothing like, has hit as hard on the Switch as Animal Crossing has. Like I, it's really I, Animal Crossing has COVID nineteen has been the best thing to happen to Animal Crossing ever. I, I, I things I'm not sure you guys have been following because you're not playing Animal Crossing. Like the fact that like fucking Tinder dates are happening in Animal Crossing right now. Like, it's been used as <laughs> an alternative meeting space for several companies. Like, I, it's... There's a lot of weird shit going on with Animal Crossing that's, like, it being used for non-intended purposes. Like, fuck, I got together two weeks ago with, like, five other people and just hung out at a fishing tourney. I would never do that if it wasn't for the fact that this was, like, the first time that me and some of my friends could, like, all do a thing. Hey, like, oh, we're all, we're all doing the fishing tour. Let's go to someone's island and just hang out for a couple hours and voice chat. Like, it's, it gives you the illusion of physically being in the same space as other people, which has been just massively popular. Like, I, a bunch of people that I know on, like, Twitter, or if I follow on Twitter and shit that don't play video games, were like, yo, I need Animal Crossing, so who can get me a Switch? It's, that game has done gangbusters because of social distancing. But, Animal Crossing is just Farmville for the Switch. Uh, it, not denying it is, but it's got the right charm for people kind of thing. Like I, it's, it's uh, as easy as to call something just derivative. Like oh, it's Animal, it's Farmville for whatever. It's not. There's a social aspect to it. There's kind of a representation of your personality aspect to it. There's no microtransactions in it. It happens in real time, so you can make meaningful progress in like two hours and still then have the remaining 22 hours of the day. You don't have to have your friend Kyle be a neighbor in Farmville. You're not bugging... You're not, Kyle's not fucking bugging you to start a farm in Farmville because you're next to him and he needs that space to go, Kyle, I'm talking to you! There's no actual Kyle, but I just like making fun of the name Kyle still. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I didn't think Animal Crossing like would may have that. But it's always had like an under the surface massive following, but like this is mm -hmm. the one that I think just because of like circumstance and situation has just like burst forward from the earth to consume a nation where it's like I am the dark god now. Me <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, I I have stepped down how much I've been playing that thing considerably over the last two weeks. But I'm still easily putting in like an hour or two into that game a day when I don't necessarily even need to at this point. Hmm. And most of it's spent just like, hey, what are my friends on? I'm going to go visit this island quickly. It has not changed since yesterday, but still, I'm going to go out. Like, it. I, when I initially started playing, like, I think I made the joke, like, it feeds into my fetish of going outside. I hate fishing in real life, <laughs> but I will fish for fucking hours in that game because i'm like yeah i'm outside in the sun like i'll be in my backyard with my switch fishing and be like this is this is how i live now okay fair enough okay. yeah i it, it is kind of entered into a variety of subcultures i was not expecting it to i it's apparently huge in the gay community it's also huge in kind of some of the subcultures within that like it is it has taken it has found its way into a variety of communities that like historically don't have the same fervor for a specific game and they've all kind of come around this in a weird way I, and like in, in its defense too it's a hell of an animal crossing game i'm not sure it's still like I, 
I'm sad gyroids no longer exist, or gyroids, however the fuck they are pronounced, but, like, beyond that, I have, it's, it's the best Animal Crossing game I've played, except I can't get gy- gy- gyroids. Like, it's, it's fine. I miss my little totem dudes, but whatever. Fuck, it got me to buy Nintendo's online service. Like, that's, that's all, that, that's the review for it. Animal wow. fucking Crossing got me to throw down five bucks for three months of, an, of, of the Nintendo online service. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's that game. Where the Fair fuck enough. do we go from here? <laughs> uh, let's do a COVID corner quickly. Sure. Sure. All right, so uh, first in our COVID corner this week, we have another uh, cancellation of video game or video game thing. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, not a big deal in video games, but still video game stuff comes out of every year for the first time in its entire run cycle has been canceled. Yep. And that's amazing. Considering yeah. How much like they, they've always been, because even when it was a small convention in San Diego too, the monster, I would almost even call it shit show levels yeah. of attendance now. And it's just canceled, which is yep. crazy to me. Yeah. But it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, uh, I will say I'm surprised it did take them. I mean, actually, nah, it's April. They're usually in July, so this is actually a pretty early yeah. fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the two, this has been a very long holdout. Yeah. yeah. I mean, E3 was kind of called a while ago. But, like, the other one, too, that was people were surprised out that didn't call yet was Anime Expo, and that finally got announced that that's canceled. Yeah. Yep. As well. So, 2020 is just fucking canceled. Let's just I plan for 2021. Well, so kind of in that same vein of things, there's also no word about whether or not this will get a, like, digital-facing version or something, which could be a big deal it's for doubt- certain people. It's doubtful. Yeah, like it's, it's- we've not seen a great trend of these things going digital with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Yep. But with that in mind, uh, Gamescom 2020, the German E3 in many ways, the, the European E3, let's call it what it is, has yeah. also been canceled. But also, it's going digital, so there, there will be something that Gamescom will exist, and in a year without E3, it sure as fuck looks like Gamescom may be your big con- uh, press conference of the year. Yep. I, I know me and Henry at least kind of agree on this some. Like, we enjoy the fact that Gamescom has, for a while, not ever since its inception, kind of a divided approach where they have a fan side to it, and they also have a press and industry side to it. I know I've definitely said... I think this is the path forward for E3, but I, I, it feels like that division lets them do this easier than E3 was, where E3 was kind of trying to double down on we the people attending. Gamescom's like, no, no. Our purpose is information. We can do information on the internet. Sorry y'all don't get to play stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to telling you what the digital version of this will be in the next few weeks, it seems. No full details on what that will be, just yeah. Uh, what next? Um, explain to me these Corona relief drones. Oh, sorry. Wow, I can't even read my own notes. Uh, game's done quick. The people that have done two major live streams a year, just two, right? Yep. Are now doing a third. Can, well, Corona sometimes relief done uh, quick. I read that as Corona drones. Two, two major ones. They do smaller ones. Sure. As well. Yeah. Hmm. Those are the two major ones. They're but famous yeah, they, for two th- of them. I. Forgot actually forgot to announce this last weekend because it was already in the planning stages at that way into the planning stages by that point. But yeah, this weekend they've been doing a Corona relief done quick. It 
is supporting a, a direct relief, which is a or- global response organization. And I don't know how much they're up to at this point. I think they're up to a couple hundred thousand raised. Yeah. So um, they'll probably break 300k or something, which is pretty remarkable considering it's only for three days. So, yeah. And also, um, like, financial hardships are abounding right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, I mean, they've been doing, they're doing a, because the thing is, like, the Summer Games Unquick is probably only going to happen in a digital form as well. So, and that's, and that, and the that one is usually for Doctors Without Borders. It looks like, it looks like it's going to be the same again this year, if they run it. Which, that will also, yeah, I don't know if they'll kind of redirect it to be more COVID-specific, but Doctors Without Borders is also dealing with COVID right now. Yeah, so. I, I hope they keep it that way. Like, I, it's, I don't watch it as actively as others on this podcast do, but, like, I'm still happy they do it every year. Yeah. And so, yeah, Summer Games in Click, it's, if it happens at all, it's going to be like this. This is, this was basically kind of like a dry run for that, to see if they could do something yeah. as large a scale. It's all right. So when it first happened, there was more people kind of doing more digital thing or uh, coming in via digital means rather than being there in person, because it started out very small. <clears throat> but yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, but yeah, they've been holding it this weekend. It will be done before by the before this podcast is out because it's going to be done Sunday. But yeah, doing good work. We'll probably have their fundraising numbers next week on the podcast if we do news i'm still on the fence on that one right now yeah uh we got some deaths this week some of them covid related some of them covid complications some of them the timing just kind of seems like it's probably worth covering in this category but we're not going to speculate on wildly what happens so uh john conway the mathematician behind uh kind of game of life uh passed away due to covid this guy's not a traditional name you'd know in the gaming space. He's more kind of a player in the stuff you use to make games. The math that goes into the systems that you don't actually have to deal with as a game consumer, if you will. Uh, Henry's more familiar with this guy because he's you know, on the game dev end of things. Yeah, and he's also known in just sort of academic circles when it comes to mathematics. And as, as well, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's it's sad. I mean, the guy is. I mean, the guy is brilliant. I mean, he is absolutely brilliant. He was a definite polymath. He was just, yeah. He did a lot of really interesting and intriguing work in mathematics, and yeah, across in a lot of crossover disciplines. So yeah, it's if anybody doesn't know what the game of life is, I'm not talking about the board game. I'm talking about something which is a zero-player game. Basically, you set it up and you watch it go. And oh. it kind of lives. So it's kind of like the how community... How, in a certain way, it's like a, it has some few simple rules uh, on how... It's played on a square grid, and each uh, kind of filled one is kind of a thing, and it interacts with its neighbors in certain, certain ways, which determines where it can live, die, or multiply. And so, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. You, you'll see a lot of people have done simulations of it. I mean, it's 
I mean, it's a it's a problem. It's a something that I have taught in class about, and even had people do assignments on on just making it because it has very simple rules to how it works, and so it's a it's a good sort of not quite starting level, but like mid starting level assignment to give to somebody. It is to just simulate the game of life. But yeah, um, uh, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. Unfortunately, he's passed away due to COVID. But yeah, yeah. You're more on your passing, good sir. Next up on this, we have um, uh, Keiji. Yeah, Keiji Fujiwara, who you, you stateside may not know all that well, but if you're into kind of subs, not dubs, you probably know him very well for a variety of roles he's done. He has also passed away this time due to cancer. Uh, let's see what's the what's the most memorable thing. I it pains me to say, it, but probably a lot of people know him as Axel from Kingdom Hearts and some of his other stuff. Yep. Mm. He was also even voicing in the new Final Fantasy VII remake. He was voicing Reno. He's voicing who? Uh, Reno. Oh, okay. I think he voiced Reno previously in something as well. I don't remember. He might have for the uh, Cer- uh dirge of Cerebus. Maybe. Uh, I think it's we got one more if I remember correctly. I can find him. Um yes, uh uh Paul Haddad, I think I'm pronouncing that last name right. Apologies if I'm not. Has also passed away in this. Uh, you may know him most famously and most recently as Theon Kennedy in Resident Evil Two, among other things. Yeah. Again, not confirmed, but timing and all that stuff. Sure as fuck seems suspicious, but not 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 to bring this podcast down to uh Sad lull, unfortunately. We had some now upbeat news. Well, sorry, we're not quite done with COVID corner. We do have kind of a weird piece of news, I guess. Um, Sony has gotten out there and confirmed that they are limiting the number of PS5s, not because of COVID 19, but because the PS5 is fucking expensive. Either to make or to buy. It's not totally clear yet, but yeah. Seeing as the running estimates that this thing's gonna be priced somewhere between four hundred ninety nine dollars and five hundred forty nine dollars, as someone who buys new consoles pretty early on their cycle, I don't think I'll have money to buy either of them this year. Yep. Yeah. Maybe smart move on Sony's part, not going full bore with this, unless like Microsoft's gonna give me an Xbox One X or whatever the. What is the new one called? The Xbox Series X. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. I, I was otherwise the known one. as the Xbox Sex. Oh, I know it's the Xbox Sex, but I always feel bad calling it that because it's not out yet, and I can't. I, I'll make fun of it if it deserves to be made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same reason I call the one before it the X Bone. It just is easier and faster. No, no, the X Bone deserves its name. <laughs> what is it with like the slightly, almost like intentional names? For Xbox being slightly sexually related. Well, it's just odd. Well, Alex, you play Cards Against Humanity, do you not? I do, It's yes. the bigger, blacker console approach. Ah. It's like, oh, the PS5 Donger is coming out. What? Oh, that's a weird name. No, that never happens. It's always... I, I, we, we joke a little bit, but if you go back and look at how Scorpio was advertised... Short of them being like, this is the truck nuts of video game consoles, they were definitely kind of leaning <laughs> into that vibe of things. Like, it's big, it's powerful, it's a man's console. 
comes with a gas <laughs> pull cord. Not quite that far, but that was definitely kind of the angle they went with it. That's also kind of the angle Microsoft's done for a while. Like, Sony's very much leaning into the play together. Microsoft has very much leaned into the, it's a big man console. We got Halo, bitches! The manliest of video game protagonists. Halo's my favorite character for that series. It, yeah. And the main character of Zelda is named Zelda. Oh, it's the legend of that character. Yeah, what? What do you mean the character's name is Link? Who's this princess bitch? Moving on from that, we got a little bit of next-gen news, actually. Uh, if you want to see some shit that looks like some next-gen games, go check out the new trailer for the, I guess it's called Observer System Redux. Holy shit, that game looks next-gen, and cool, and fucked up, and next-gen as hell. <laughs> it's got some real good rain and blood physics going on in that trailer. Unsettlingly mm. good blood and rain physics. I have no clue what that game is, but I definitely look at it and go, okay, yeah, this is a next-gen game. Cool. There's a lot of stuff on screen at a time. I gotta say, when something like that bothers you, it's it's gotta be something, because normally you're like, eh, whatever, but you you seem like this actually, in a little small way, bothers you. It doesn't bit. bother me at all. Like, it's It feeds back into the ongoing question I have of, Will there come a point where we actually like start stepping back graphics in video games a little bit because we want them to be, you know, video games and not life simulators? Like, if Destiny was aggressively photorealistic, it might actually kind of be a horror video game and not an action video game because there's some <laughs> yeah. shit in that game that's genuinely scary. Yep. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's like, and I enjoy a good stylized, you know, like, for instance, like, World of Warcraft. I mean, it uses a very stylized, cartoony sense yeah. to it. And there's, and I definitely enjoy that, so I... Our fucking PSO I is, a, we made an MMO that looks like anime. Like, that, that's that's where yeah. they are. Yep. Mm -hmm. Terra's the same. I yep. mean, if Terra was super realistic, that would be kind of weird. And, like, if you're going for those style things, when you start adding in, like, okay, the characters have style to them, but then the fire still looks like fire, you're like, oh, why? Yeah. The fire can just look like this world's version of fire. You gotta see all those embers. Oh, okay. Like, Diablo kind of has this problem, where the trailers they show for Diablo look so fucking different from that game. You've got me sitting there going, can I just get a cinematic of this game that looks like the actual fucking game? Because the game has a slight cartoony edge to it, which I enjoy more than their, like, look at our murder porn trailer! Look at it! <laughs> Do you yeah. not see all this blood? Are you not entertained? Yeah, it, it's, it's real cool how murdered those people are, but the witch doctor has a funny hat. <laughs> I like that funny hat. And 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 the monk looks like Aang from Avatar. <laughs> Both genders. I, it's... As someone who kind of, like, has lived in fear of the point where we have video games that you can actually point at and be like, this is probably actually desensitizing because this is just an image. It's like, oh, this is a picture of a murder scene. No, this is a video game setting. I don't want that. I I, I don't want to be like, I got post I got post traumatic stress disorder. Why? Condemned three came out, and those hobos were way too hobo. 
Well, it's like people people that have like had to work. I mean, and we cover this like people that work yeah. in the Mortal Kombat franchise. You know, the recent ones anyway, have like been seriously traumatized by what they have to look up to be able to model this gore, this super hyper, pretty hyper realistic gore at this point. Yeah, they have in that game, which I'm like, ugh, and, it's just such. Uh, and kind of. And with, know, I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, and with that in mind, like the Mortal Kombat fatalities and brutalities are at a point where like they're still comical, and that's because like Netherrealm understands the line between like here's how far we can take our horrific graphical death, but like here's how funny you also have to make it so we're not just like serial killer trainers. I don't yeah. think a lot of other studios out there understand that line, like. The fucking most recent Call of Duty game that got a bunch of flack for being like, I felt uncomfortable how this game depicted urban warfare. Why? It felt too real. You mean like actual urban warfare is? No, it's not. This is exactly how it works. Yep, it's horrifying. Yeah. I don't let the moral choice have to shoot that woman that might run out of a gun. Well, that's how actual shit like this works. But video games, oh, we know. We know. Yep, this is why I play video games that are usually not based in sort of any sort of recognizable yeah. reality. Very well, rare that I would. And like, because I play games to get away from it all. I really do. Well, it is escapism. Straight up. And like even Destiny is a realistic looking game, but like it's exaggerated realistic. Like it's, it's Yeah, still, and like, there's the magic. Armor is goofy. There's, and there's basically magic in the game. I mean it's yeah, it's it's not hyper realistic in yeah. a lot of different ways. I mean, it doesn't even have blood. Not really. I mean, I look back and remember how mad I and a bunch of people were that, that game wasn't rated M when it came out. And in hindsight, I go, I'm actually fine with this. Like, I, what you'd have had to have done to make this game an M rated game actually would have ruined the game some. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, honestly, I think it's. Good for what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I kind of like it. I prefer it that way. Yeah, maybe when I was like 12 and I was like, ooh, cool, bloody explosions, I might have. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm not 12. Yeah. Edgelord. Yep. Speaking of edgelordy ass shit, um, Cooking Mama license owner is suing the publisher <laughs> of Cooking Mama, uh, Cookstar, for making a shit game, apparently. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this I is. Heard nothing but negative things about that game so far. I, Jen, my wife, plays a shit ton of Cooking Mama games, and which are fun I, for the mo most. So of them I've anyway. been told I can't get into them, but I also don't like mini game games, so I am not the one to mm. judge. So, like trying to research this, some um, I'm looking at stuff, being like, "What made this worse than the previous ones?" Please explain this to me. <laughs> But yeah, there's a, there's a weird legal battle about the whole thing. It's just like they released it, but like they're claiming that Nintendo made this claim after they had released it. Uh, that oh no, it hasn't. It doesn't pass our quality standards. Yeah, that's weird. The whole let's just say the whole thing is a lot of weird twists to it, and so there's there's not like a. There's no clear good or bad guy here. It's just like, there's a whole lot of weird stuff going on here. Yeah, it's been tied into a weird cryptocurrency as well. I mean... I 
that I want to know more about, I think. Yeah, and so there's there's just weird things about it. And they're still making their case to keep the game out. Like the, alright, so the company's called Office, uh, there's uh, publisher Planet Entertainment who released it, and then there's Office Create who are the rights holders. And so, yeah, it's it's a weird battle going on on, you know, uh, we want to pull this game because we don't think it's good enough, but like, uh, it's, yeah, there's weird stuff going on there, and I think we'll hear more about it as time goes on, so we'll probably have more I look forward updates. to how weird this lawsuit might get, like, and yeah. also, like, I don't think anyone here will go to the mat and be like, Hooking Mama is the pinnacle of video game anything, but the yeah. idea of being able to sue someone over a bad game opens up some interesting kind of Pandora's boxes that have never been opened before on the industry um uh not necessarily i mean i i couldn't name something off the top of my head but it has happened before where it's like a a rights like the actual rights holder of a likeness or something sues somebody because they feel like it would defame their brand no no and, and that may, that, that's a more common that's a kind of, that's defamation or kind of uh destruction that's stuff that exists outside of video games like a lot of this revolves around this game is kind of bad. Yeah. See, that's what they're calling it, but it's like, but there's also apparently some, like the publishers are kind of throwing the, saying, cl claiming that there are other reasons for removing it from the eShop that yeah. are not on the up and up. So it's like, yeah, there's this back and forth here. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. And it is bizarre that this is happening around Cooking Mama. Fucking Cooking Mama. Like, I, Again, not to disparage those who enjoy the Cooking Mama franchise games, but, like, if a lower-effort franchise existed out there, I I'm not sure I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're definitely... I, I suspect we will hear more about how this... Oh, I can only assume we will. Like, this is, this is the kind of weird that doesn't go away and, like, ends in a multi-million dollar lawsuit that we're sitting here being like, Man, I, who who knew Cooking Mama was funded by the Mexican cartel? Yeah. It was secretly being used to funnel heroin into Russia as well. Who knew? This is escalating real fucking yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, not, not, not really considering that it's tied in with a cryptocurrency. Yeah. We know what that's mostly used for. Let's not, let's not, let's not, you know. Drugs. Naive about it. It is a black market currency. Yeah, I, I still love that the U.S. stock market got so into cryptocurrency and then was like, oh no! <laughs> this is only usable to buy people and drugs on the black market. Oh no, and maybe <laughs> firearms. Yep. Why did the Silicon Valley people try and make it so you could buy beer with this shit? I think this kind of works a little bit into today's this week's Sega Corner. Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm not sure how, but what I think of illegal currencies that are used for bad things, gun running, cartels, and, like, drugs, I think of Sega. It's more <laughs> of the bad game and not wanting to have anything to do with oh, the you, bad Oh, you mean game. an actual connection, not something we made up. Cool, cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so in essence, 
uh, Sega is parting ways with a mobile developer, Demiurge Studios, who are developers that created Sega Heroes, which I have talked about a few times as being predatory crap. And it's apparently so terrible that Sega's like, yeah, we aren't going to do business with you anymore. We're literally shutting down both of the games you developed for the, for us because they're terrible. So ta- I didn't even play or wasn't even aware of actually Crazy Taxi Tycoon being the other one. And, but I know I sure know that Sega Heroes was crap. I played Sega. And, I played the Tycoon game. Yeah, was it crap? It was a clicker. <laughs> hmm. Uh, there's not such a thing as a good or bad clicker. I enjoyed it as a clicker, but I could imagine people, when they heard the phrase, you only made a crazy taxi game and got a clicker, were real upset about it. Yep, especially when Mario Kart exists. You know, Mario Kart exists I would still phones, take a so. clicker over a Mario Kart mobile game, just saying. But I know we all yep. don't share my fondness for that game type. Yep, but goodbye, screen. both of those games. We won't really miss you. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't even played that game in a while, so I can't really comment too much on it. <sighs> it's weird thinking of like, oh, these big games from Sega that are mobile games. Oh, right, Sega doesn't put a lot of games anymore. All right, we got one last big piece of news this week, and then we have Alex's Shadowland slash wow slash whatever wins of something. Wow update of the week. So if you're staying tuned for that, you only have to wait through one more news segment. If you don't want to hear about wow stuff, thank you for listening. We have one more news article. There's no uh, emails this week. (laughs) You can leave. We we Uh, understand. uh, One more other than that. that Which one did I miss? Oh, the NASA NASA one. one. My bad. Yeah, sorry. The NASA one got buried. Uh, Let's do that one first, actually. Uh, So uh, in these times that if we are living in, if you want to help NASA save some coral reef, Go play the game uh, Nemo-Net. It's available on iPad, iPhone, or I think PC someone? One of these? Yeah. Not PC. It's all, it's uh, be on Macs. So it's available on like Mac OS oh, or computer, iOS. Oh, computer, sorry. I read computer as computer. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely on me. It's, unfortunately, they only have it for Apple yeah. products. So if you have an Apple product, you can play it. But anyways, continue. Uh, it's kind of like that uh, folding game you could get into to help uh, analyze with COVID. You're donating some of your processing power to this type of stuff, but what's the right way of putting this? Like, it, it unlike that kind of makes you into a mild researcher, though. I guess like it's <sighs> you actually have to yeah. identify yeah. the coral that you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, and it gives that's you what I meant to say. Yeah, like it's and it gives you a list of of most of common choices. Yeah, you know, so that. Because there's just lots of data, and it takes a very long time to go through all of it. And it really helps if people can hop on and identify the coral themselves. My brain was screaming, call it a fancy version of, um, not guess who, but uh, Clue. Or that, like, find it book page thing. Like, it's a pretty simple game. Like, it literally is just identification. Yeah. Yep. It it will also they'll be using the data to train a supercomputer to to also auto identify coral, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's not only like an immediate thing; it will also help for future identification as well. What if you like that kind of spotting things game? It's not a bad option for that. Yeah. 
All right, sorry. Last but not least in our news before Alex's wow bullshit. Um, <laughs> Riot has a new anti-cheat software to go along with their new fancy game, Valorant. That's how you pronounce it, right? Valorant? That's Valorant, yeah. Valorant. Valorant. I don't... I like Valorant. <laughs> Valorant, probably, though. Uh I'm not sure what the hell I'm talking about. That's their uh, totally not Overwatch CSGO hybrid game that has just the mm-hmm. fucking weirdest beta access stream rule thing ever. Uh, yeah. But that's so neither here nor there. Cover that? Should we cover their setup for how that works? We didn't. It's kind of old news, but like it doesn't hurt to mention it now. If you, it, do you want to cover it now, Alex? Really quick, we can yeah. discuss it. Let's, let's go over so, it then quick. So the they're offering closed beta access, but what you do is you stay, you go on a streamer's channel, and if they're playing Valorant, they have drops enabled, which means as you sit there and watch stream, uh, a stream, so to speak, you are uh, you are in to get a chance to win access to the beta key, which has actually brought up its own issues recently because you have people who essentially just run VODs after they're done streaming, and mm-hmm. it's just people are just idling there and building up ad revenue from people wanting to just kind of get beta access, and they're just literally sitting there getting free money from running VODs. And it also... a shitty system. Well, and it also results in people having multiple windows at the same time watching the same stream or multiple streams, which can hypothetically explain why Valorant had such giant fuck-off stream viewing numbers. Yeah. Yep. But one of the things I saw addressed recently online, too, is that it takes away from people who are actually streaming the fucking game if you just have VODs running when you're yeah. not there. Yep. But in any case, yeah. this, uh, what that's not the news this week. We, we, we chose not to talk about that because that's just kind of some weird streaming drama. It's whatever. Yeah. What's come with it is a very aggressive anti-cheat system. And on its surface value, like, it's not a bad thing. Games like this new cheat systems, like, it's it's a good thing on paper. Until you start to dig into just kind of how powerful the cheat system is, meaning that it demands admin rights to your computer. And it runs from boot, so it's always running. Yeah, like it's whether you're playing the game or not, it's on. And that's a problem because, A, it has admin access, so that means if somebody, say, hacks, hacks into your system and finds a backdoor through that, now they have control over your system, and they know it's going to be running because it runs at boot time. See, most anti-cheat programs, like one like Steam's ones that Steam uses or Fortnite uses or you know, Epic uses, they turn on when the game turns on. Which they start is running when, fair. Which, which is normal. That's normal. But yeah, Riot's like, no, we're going to make this invasive one that runs at boot time, is always running. Who knows what it's doing? And also it has admin access, so if anybody takes it over, well, they take over your computer. Because that gives them all the power over your computer. So, super dumb. Bad job, Riot. Well, it... uh, Like, the malicious potential for this alone, like, is a problem. But the fact that, like, it's always on and needs admin privileges, like, why the fuck does a cheat engine for a game need admin privileges. That's the part yeah. I find weirder. Yeah, it shouldn't need admin. No, I mean, it, it's an overkill type setup, kind of yeah. like how Street Fighter V had a long time ago. Yeah. Their DRM was dumb. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, that's it for real news this week. Alex, you want to talk <laughs> about World of Warcraft now? Sure, I'll address that really quick. So, Is um, it ever really quick? Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, initial stuff here when it comes to this. Uh, the Winds of Wisdom thing. Um, the reason I'm bringing it up, because normally I wouldn't bring up just a fucking experience buff. Like, who gives a shit about that? Um, but one of the things that is the reason I bring it up is because recently it's been showing that they're actually listening to their players more. Because a few days before this buff was supposed to go off, people were saying, well, hey, why not leave this, you know, running... Uh, Till you know, the end of the expansion kind of thing and all that jazz. And they listened, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do that. And they're also, I think, adding a 100% uh, extra rep buff on top of it. So, yeah, sure. We'll just leave it running till the Shadowlands pre-patch, which is, you know, obviously probably going to be closer to the end of the year kind of scenario. But it's a good sign that they're listening. And based off of some of the recent feedback with Shadowlands stuff, they're definitely paying more attention. Um, one of the biggest problems back when BFA was in alpha and beta access was you had people write out this whole, like, this system looks controversial, this system looks questionable, it's not looking really good, this and that and that, and all that jazz. Um, and a lot of it was ignored, and they just didn't respond to it kind of thing. Um, but people are posting things, and they have developers actively responding to the players with these kinds of, like, updates notification so it's a good turn in the right direction is is kind of what i wanted to emphasize on that one which is what you should do with a game that evolves like this like you should have like feedback like i think destiny i think did a pretty good job with addressing a lot of that stuff yeah. i mean it, it took some learning but at least that's my experience based off of what you've told me in the past. They have had sure. some shit. They have had some shitty things too, yes. Oh, it's like, been very shitty occasionally. Yeah. But I mean there are moments of clarity where they listen and like, okay, yeah, then no, that's fair. Like Yeah, I'm not being am totally I wrong? Yeah, I'm not being totally fair. Like they're not just the drunk stepdad smashing around at night. They they occasionally do okay. They're not in a great yeah. spot right now, but Yeah. So, um, but it's looking good, and yeah, if you are interested in it, they're adding that, like I said, they're adding the buffs so you can level up your character and all that, but other than that, the Shadowlands stuff is looking good so far, um, a lot of it is up on, there's a lot of YouTube videos I have to catch up with when it comes to that, but it's, it's looking okay, and no fucking stupid titan forging bullshit, no corruption bullshit, um, one of the big things, obviously, is the big grind for uh, artifact power is what they called it and all that shit. That's not in it anymore. It's kind of like the old system where you have a cap of how much you can get every week, and once you hit the cap, that's it. You don't have to do it anymore, which is kind of nice. Like, there's actual... Like, based off what I'm seeing, there are going to be actual best-in-slot tier lists, or gear lists, hmm. if you will. Like, which is something WoW hasn't had in for fucking ages, because it just, just wasn't a thing. Like, you never had an exact Oh, this is your best slot. This is your end game goal. This is what you want to get, which has been something that's been missing for a while. Which I think in any game gives you the satisfaction of like completion. Like, yeah, I, I've, I'm at my best in slot. I'm good. Like that just was impossible um, for the last few expansions. So the fact that they're bringing it back is a good. So they're listening. Anyway, that's that's it for me. Is that it, Alex? Um. It wouldn't round it off if I didn't say some dumb shit, so... Yeah. Uh, 
Epic Store bad, Steam good. There we go. That more or less does it for this week's podcast. Uh, again, next week is episode 200, so get those last-minute emails in if you want them on the podcast. Uh, but a slow trickle in of emails, which has been great. Jeff will be back, so send Jeff, Jeff specific questions if you so wish. But if you wanted to send us in uh, any of these questions or comments or concerns or Alex fan art, I guess, is a thing you could make, uh, where would you send that to, Alex? Uh, you would send it to wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down in the show notes, etc. etc. That does it for this week. Uh, anything I want to talk about before we kind of close this one out? Um, no, I don't really have anything other than you can follow me on my social medias. I post little things here and there, and that's the Mave Online on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and also all my streaming pages, which is Mixer, Twitch, uh, YouTube Gaming. Um, I don't have my what's the Vape Nation TV or whatever. You Vape call dot it. TV, motherfucker. No Vape TV yet, but it is in the works. Uh, but yeah, other than that, though, you can find me on all. Oh, and Facebook Gaming. Those are all my platforms. I actually may start streaming on Thursdays. Oh yeah, I'm in the process Ooh. of getting that set up. Still, it's not all the way there. I will put something up on my social media if I wind up doing that for this Thursday. If not this Thursday, definitely next Thursday. So, episode the, the Thursday after episode 200, definitely maybe the one before episode 200. So, we'll see. Hmm. It'll be some real basic streams, though. I have no idea what I'll be doing yet. I, as was always with my streaming, it was whatever the fuck I felt like playing. So. There'll be no consistent theme to it, necessarily. I am Kraken Zero, that's Z-E-R Zero, on Facebook and Instagram. If I happen to stream, I will be posting there. Otherwise, I'll just be kind of posting about podcast and about occasionally ordering out, because I have local places that I like to support and, you know, kind of shine a light on, so... I realized I should probably mention what my new Twitch stream is. It's just Mordak Undivided on Twitch. If I stream, that's what we'll be at. <laughs> At a very good point, I'm like, all right, I never mentioned any of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, or are we good to close it out? I think we're good. Who wants to close it out? Cue the metal. Cue the metal.